When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Woman podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, it is just Kristen and I together in our sweatpants and having a blast talking with each other and uh, diving into a ton of different topics. We talked about how to throw a good dinner party, how to be funny, how to be a comedian, um, how to talk to people about having some sort of disability that you're trying to hide, good lines to use if somebody's flaked on you or stood you up. We talked about a lot of things today. We covered a lot. Anyway, it's coming up on this week's episode, so keep listening. It's the Ask Women podcast with your host, Kristen Carney and Marnie Kinrez. Are we doing a new show? No. <laughs> this is, I'm trying like to game freshen right it up. It's like you're in a relationship for a long time. You got to look for no, ways fresh. to keep it fresh and annoying. And so I just did that. It's fresh. And now we're here without a guest. So that's fresh. It is fresh. Yeah, I like when us. it's just the two of us. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I just like looked away when you said that. I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't yes, make eye contact. I like it. I well, like because it. you're way more advice oriented, I'm way more just like convo oriented. Yeah, but I think it's good. Yeah, but that's why I like it just us more than you do. Yeah. Because I don't want I don't want to listen to some other shithead like, telling me what opinion. to do. I don't. Although our last few guests have been really informative, I think, in saying different things. Um, did you yeah. read Patrick James's book? I'm sure you didn't read it. Damn it, the sound. I don't do it every time. Um I think that was your phone. Did you did you read any of his book that he gave you a copy of? I'm sure you didn't. The one with the logo like yours? Yeah. No, I didn't keep it. Oh, I thought, oh, maybe I, that's why I have two of them. Um, <laughs> but some of the stuff he said was actually really good. Well, like, he, had a, he did have a lot of good information. Yeah, just I was like, impressed. I liked the thing that he said about stealing lines from women and using them against women. I thought that was really I smart. I thought that was really smart too. Yeah, yeah, and he has a whole bunch of examples in his book. So if you want to go check out his book more, go to wingirlmethod slash wingirlmethod.com. Wingirlmethod.com, thank you, slash Patrick J. And uh, that'll lead you towards his free book, which is awesome. And he's got like a whole bunch of different chapters on like ways to engage women and create tension and build attraction, like actual line for line examples wow. that people can, it's really good. So yeah. I'm stealing your thunder with us. No. But, but it, they're, they're really, really good I have lines. no thunder. Yeah. Only lightning. You have thunder. Only lightning. That's so funny. So my son now sings that song and he can't What's say the he goes, thunder and lightning. I got thunder. Oh, that's so cute. It's really cute. What song? So thunder song, and lightning. Thunder and light. Or is that what the Yeah, word? I think I know that song. It's I like, don't know it well, but it sounds familiar. It? I forget Like some 80s, it. 90s? No, it's like a modern. It's it like is? A, it's like a it's modern song. It's like a 2017 <laughs> that is top 40 song. Oh, I don't know it. I don't know who it is. I just know that he likes it. Yeah. He keeps singing it whenever we're in their car. That's adorable. My yeah. niece can't say her um, F's or S's. So she'll say like, um, you're so funny. So she'll, she'll say you ho honey. No, she doesn't. Yeah, it's really cute. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. And exactly until, what until every guy 13. wants to hear about who's listening to this podcast. About right. babies. Well, the thing is, is that if you keep listening to the show, hopefully you, you will eventually have will some. have one. Exactly. Because you that, find the love of your life. Exactly. That's what we're trying to do for you here. People, we're trying to give you love in your so get life. Used to the baby talk. Exactly. So I asked you before we started the show about this line that was sent to me that I actually yeah. thought was pretty good. So yeah. this guy had written to me his name. I won't say his name in case he doesn't want his name said. Um, but he well, said- Well, everyone will know who John F is. Right. <laughs> his name's Chris C. So I guess that's the <laughs> same thing. So he wrote, um, Marnie, here's a good one. When you get stood up, it has worked twice for me. After getting stood up, I texted. The drink slash coffee was good, but the conversation was a bit awkward. Both women responded immediately and apologized. And then he actually, he had said in another email that um, one called him and said, like, I'll come meet you right now. And the other one he's been on several dates with. But when I said that to you, yeah. you said that was passive aggressive. It was. And like, I mean, there's really no other choice but to be passive aggressive when I you are stood up. I don't find that that's passive aggressive. I, I find that witty. 
I mean, it's witty and passive aggressive. I don't think the two can't live alone without each other. Yes. Like, okay. Because a, a non It's the better route to go than fuck you, bitch. Right. I'm sitting at this coffee shop alone, my third cup of coffee. But non, like, non passive aggressive will, would be something like, hey, bum that you stood me, or hey, wish you didn't stand me up or something more straightforward, which obviously doesn't have the wit, but it doesn't show but have like you a bitterness. ever stood a guy up? Well, have you ever stood a guy up? I've never not just showed up, but I've canceled. You've, okay. And so have people said things back to you where you're like, oh, now I'll see you. Not that I can recall. Okay. So maybe these lines don't work. I, His intention I, was I, to like show, show them what they're missing. I think I'm very sensitive to men with hurt egos mm-hmm. for reasons oh. I won't mention. Oh, because of this podcast I was going to say. Oh, no. Um, and, uh, I find it so gross and so off-putting. And then I see that as a future, like if we're in the relationship and I do something wrong, it'd be like, you know, say I didn't do the dishes because it's 1950 or so, you know, something like that. Obviously that wouldn't really happen because right. I do all my dishes and I also wouldn't marry a dude who was like right. that. But say for example, cause I can't think of another one, you'd be like, Oh, nice clean dishes. Oh, see, I don't see, see, I like, don't see those lines you. as the same. That's sarcastic. To me, that's the same. And that's a dick. That's like what my mother-in-law does. I don't like it. Well, that has wit to it. That one didn't, the nice dishes. Yeah, but I, I think this is a good same, line. It's the same energy. I like it. I, I don't know if I was, I'm trying to think if I was like in my 20s, would I like this? I think no matter what, it's a good way. I uh, think it depends on like the entire it pack- for yourself, yeah. I think, afterwards. But it does depend on the entire package. Yeah, well, you asked afterwards, do you have a picture of him? Is he good looking? I did, because- you can pull off certain things. It's the same in both sexes, mm-hmm. no matter what generate, oh, you know, sure. what time of the earth you've lived in. If you're really good looking, you can get certain passes. And but that doesn't make sense because then why was he stood up in the first place twice? Right. So it's like, well, you know. Well, he was stood up most likely because there wasn't enough there to make them want to go. Yeah, I mean maybe he was being person. really passive in ge- in general before the date and yeah. then once they saw him step up, yeah. they found that attractive. Th- that would catch my attention. If I was first I wouldn't stand anybody up. Maybe if I was dating today I would cuz you have so many options. You're like, eh, I could just yeah, not go on yeah. one of these dates that I'm having It's this rude, week. but people do it. Yeah, I just still don't think I would do it, but uh, potentially I could if I was in my 20s. Um just because I would be too uncomfortable to cancel. Yeah, yeah. Um I-, I would like this line. It would make me pay attention to that person. I'm trying to think of a way to do that in a way that I feel like isn't passive aggressive. Yeah, but, but that would still catch your attention. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, not to say that this line is going to be like a like your money maker, like that will get any girl to turn around. But I will say it. It does show something about you. Yeah, it shows that you can stand up for yourself. Definitely, in a, which is in attractive. a soft way. Because I, I I don't think I I think an overly aggressive way would make you think, oh yeah, I made the right choice. Right. That's what, that's what I would think if I yeah. saw that. But you again, would- I get, I, I appreciate the wit, but so for, so uh, I said on my other podcast, I'd have a Patreon page and people subscribe and then certain donation levels, we Skype. And so yesterday I had a Skype scheduled with someone, but I was running, of course, late, but I was, tra- I was stuck in traffic trying to get home. We had it scheduled for six o'clock and I just, I wrote, an email and just said, "Hey, would you mind if we did closer to six ten? I'm trying to get home." I told and, you off, and so he wrote back. So his name is French, and I and I don't know anything about him. I just know he has a French name. Um, and oh, his name is not French. It's actually no. It's like, like a French. Pierre Le It's Gregoire. Gregoire. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And he's Canadian, French Canadian. Oh, good. But I thought he was French French. Okay. Uh, so he writes back. If you could drive a little more aggressively and rush to get home, it would be appreciated. I don't have anything scheduled after this. It's just the principle. Oh, that, I, that would and piss he, me off. I would not. And I, would, had, I wouldn't like him when I talked to him. Right. So he had no like smiley face, no exclamation point to like show like joking. And I was like, "You fucking asshole!" Yeah. It, and it, now it I'm going to go slow. Right. So then I wrote back. I was like. Maybe it's a French thing. But then I thought, well, if this guy listens to my podcast, he must must appreciate humor. He can't be that uptight or that big of a dick. Mm. And so then I wrote back, if you're serious, I really admire your balls. And if I was waiting for his response, because then I was going to say, we're not Skyping. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but I can't Skype with someone like you. So then he wrote back like, he, 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 just kidding. I'll see you when you're, you know, he was kidding. It was a joke. But but, but but you would have written him. You could have written him off totally. if you were a girl not being paid. Right. So if right, <laughs> if you weren't as prostitute. <laughs> right. You totally right, right, right. would have blown him off. Right. So 
it's not the exact same as what you just said. No, but but it I, puts I you. you Immediately out in the defensive because it's in text. There's no context. You don't know if he's kidding. You don't know him well. You did just stand him up. It's aggressive. And had he not, he ended up being a super nice guy. It was a very lovely Skype call, um, but it didn't translate Mm -hmm. over text. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like what that guy did that you mentioned could maybe be perceived. That's not as aggressive as that. No, definitely not. But it could put her in, on the defensive and it go, could. okay, you know what? Never mind. It could. But it's worth the risk. You were stood up, so why yeah, not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? I yeah. would just say like, that's if you are stood up, this is a really great way to then position yourself and to contact that woman as like, uh, okay, hello, don't be a fucking the, What I would say to just uh, alter it a little bit. So oh, yeah, he, well, what was... Read it again. Uh, the drink coffee was good, but the conversation was a bit awkward. What do you put like a... An emoji at the end? No, I'm not into jokes with emojis because then you undermine your joke and you apologize for it. Mm. So you have to like hold strong to your joke. Yeah. Um, Even though I just said with the email, the guy was, but But that was was aggressive sounding. It didn't sound jokey. That needed an emoji. Yes. That one did. Like a ha ha. Yeah. Like. Or a just kidding. Yeah. Like I'll I'll be here. Yeah. Um, I'll be here waiting whenever you (laughs) choose to talk to me. So I would change that just slightly to be like. Um, instead of, but the conversation was a bit, a bit awkward. It's more like saying something like talking to himself. Like I, the coffee was great, but oh god, fuck! I, hate I think I, it's perfectly worded. Mm, I, the conversation was a bit awkward. Yeah, I guess it's fine. I, I maybe I'm just like a bitch. Yeah, or like okay. aggressively like wanting to change it because I think I'm funnier. <laughs> but well, that I, actually leads me to the next topic. Just be like you were super quiet. Like it would just suck that like I would, you know. See, that's bummer that you too. were so quiet. Something like that rather than it was awkward cuz I mean that reads the same, but I don't I just there's something about it that I don't love exactly, but I think it's going in the right direction. It's going in the right direction. It is the direction to take if that's happening for you. Something along those lines. Yeah. I actually like that line. So, but that leads me towards the next topic. So somebody had written in uh, who listened to our podcast and said, "Here's some topics that I want covered on your show. So we're going to go through them. Okay, cool. Okay, so thanks the, for doing our work for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know because I have such trouble coming up with. Well, new... you run out. We've how many years have we been doing this? And there's only Three. so much we're you can talk about. We're on episode two thirty nine, right. whatever this one's going right. to be. So it's a lot of fucking episodes. Right. Um, how to be funny and how to be a comedian. I mean, that's your domain. Take so. the stick out of your ass. Yeah, and use it as a microphone. Perfect. <laughs> and how do you be funny? Like how? Like how are you funny? Yeah, I psychologically, I would love to watch. I know I'm not number one because I would be way more successful if I was. Right. Um, <laughs> but I really wish there was some sort of psychological comedy documentary examining what makes someone funny psychologically. Like what happened? Not it's all we know. Like oh, you know, bad childhood stuff. But actually, like what is happening in the brain that gives someone the insight and someone not the insight or something. I think it's just, no, I agree with you. So so there's people that have backgrounds that are troubled and don't become funny. And then there's people that do. And I want to know the difference between the two brains. So for example, I tweeted yesterday, I wish I had the drive of a sociopath. It's like a mediocre joke, but it's true. Like I really do because they're so driven to just succeed and be seen and like, or just to kill someone. And they use a lot of- motivation for that. I wish I had that motivation. So someone wrote back and said like they were offended. And I'm like, okay, now I have to, we have to tiptoe around sociopaths. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad I don't have the sense of humor of a sociopath. Right. So, uh, so him, he's a sociopath. He's mental. He wrote something about mental health issues. He didn't turn out funny. I did. So what's the difference between us? I think it's the willingness to not take yourself seriously mm-hmm. is number one. Because we're all going to die in the end, and we're all going to end up like ashes or in a grave. So, number one, we you just have to realize that what you're doing in the long run, this might depress you, but don't take yourself too seriously. Realize that um, if you do, it makes no difference in this scheme of the world. The world will still be the same two hundred yeah, years point. from now. Um, so, I think that's where you can start. Mm-hmm. And then, number two, I would say step two. Is to start re- like reading comedy, seeing the rhythm of comedy. It's like a mathematical formula. Mm-hmm. It so, really is. It I didn't is. realize it was until we became friends with Jay Larson, and we would see him working on sets. Yeah, and there's a there's a pattern and there's a rhythm, yep. and like you practice, practice, practice until you have a tight set. Like you try right. different closing lines or a closing line at a different point, and you see what gets a better yeah. response. Like it's really a process. It is. So there's 
you know, if it was an equation, there's the setup and the punchline. And what drives the punchline is the element of surprise. So you say something that you're not expecting. So if, you know, I mean, to think of something right off the bat, I don't, I can't, you know, it's kind of hard, but someone... There's this like new Nikki Dave Chappelle Gl- special out, yeah. and he was like, saying that somebody challenged him to to have a joke with the closing line being, or like the end of the bit being, that's and then good I punched that bitch in the face. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So that you're not expecting him to take it that direction, right? So then he ends up like sort of, sort of like distracting you and telling this whole story that has nothing to do with punching a bitch in the face, and right? He goes, and then I punched that bitch, right? And he like wrapped it around to yeah. go to that line. Yeah, it's an art form mixed with the math. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And that special was directed by Neil Brennan. Oh, um, what? Who was on our show. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, But the comedian Nikki Glaser, I think, is is a great example of someone who takes it in a direction you're not expecting. So um, you can find her anywhere, but just watch what she does. And I've tried to do that in my jokes. I don't have the exact same sense of humor as her, and she's... It's her thing. She can really pull it off. But basically, all of her jokes are just misleading. Like, she's talking about her dog, and then all of a sudden... It changes from like sleeping with her dog, like in bed, to literally like sleeping with her dog, right. like sex. What you know? So like she just goes in a direction you're not expecting. So watch someone like her, and I think that's, I think her comedy is advanced, but I think that's a good starting place for like basic comedy because you can see she's she's got such she's a formula. You. So if there were three comedians for people to watch, who would you suggest for like different styles? Um, well, obviously Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. The reason I say Jerry is not because I'm a huge fan, or because but I am, but because. It's all based in observation. So you can see this most minute detail of life. He takes and overanalyzes and puts it in a new perspective. So first thing that comes to my mind is a joke that he has that sex is like a car wreck because all of a sudden you're facing the wrong direction. You don't know what's, ha- you know, like look at a certain activity or a thing in the world or life like sex and then you equate it to something else. Right. That kind of makes it comical. Sex is like a car wreck, uh, you know. And the way he like the rhythm of that is really funny. He's like, all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden I'm facing the wrong way. I don't know, you know, I can't see straight. Whatever, whatever happens in a car wreck, and then you see how it equals to sex. So it's like, I think that's important because he's making an observation about something that we can all relate to. Another thing is he questions things. He a bit that comes to my mind is like women put perfume on their wrist. Or we we wear perfume or cologne as if that's actually what we smell like. So he's just he's just observing things and putting them in in different yeah, perspectives. And questioning it, questioning it. Like, this is like a weird thing. Why do we do this? Yeah. So um, Jerry Seinfeld for the observations Nikki and Nikki Glazer and Nikki Glazer for her turnarounds, and then I would say Bill Burr for having perspective. Like he's got a point of fucking view. He's got a point of view, and he's going to drive it home, and he's not going to apologize. So. I think with comedy, if you don't own it, like I just said, if you put an emoji, you're not owning it. You're apologizing. Like if you put an LOL at the end of your own joke, you're you're apologizing. Or it's not even a joke. In it. So, or you're making sure that people understand it's a joke so you're not confident enough in the fact that exactly. that had enough impact. Right. So you should trust that it's funny enough that you don't need to add that. Like with the guy right. from Skype the other night, great guy. But that thing that he said to me wasn't funny enough to make it an actual joke. Well, actually, so, I'll, I'll tell you a situation. So somebody wrote into me recently, and they said um, they had a pattern that, I forget what the actual question was, but basically he, he wasn't sure how he was putting women off. And so he, he had a couple of conversations for me that he had played out line by line. And for him, they were teasing and playful. For me, they were highly offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were meant to sting. Yeah. Like, and it, if it's meant to sting, like what, like what you thought that his statement was doing yeah. for you, then it's not, it won't be read as playful. Right. So here's an, like, here's kind of an example. So with my boyfriend, I was texting recently and I said, are you in bed? And then I put in parentheses underneath that with another man. <laughs> so that's a joke because obviously he's not gay. So it's like what you, you can joke. What if he said yes? <laughs> that he, he probably did. And then we can play around with right. that. Um, so he sent you a picture with like him and like, uh. <laughs> I'm like I'm I feel like it's a phase I'm not offended like yeah. go do what you have to do, um, but you can't joke around with like so you can't joke around with someone where it's too real. So if someone's overweight, you can't be like hey fatty, 
You say that to someone who's skinny. Or like, are you at McDonald's right now? Right. You, can't say, you that. say that to someone who it's not actually real, real. Yeah. There might be some truth in it. Cause say, for example, like I love McDonald's. I'm not a fatty, but I'm obsessed with McDonald's. So it's, it makes, it, it doesn't sting. It's not meant to f- be below the belt. There's a difference. I'm not the type that offends, but I can discern between being a dick and being funny. Um, so don't ever say anything to a girl that's too real. If she's worried about her hips being too big, you don't joke about her hips. You don't. You, you joke about her boobs instead. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and if she's playful about her hips, then you can say like, I'm glad your boobs are as big as your yeah. hips or something, you know, something. like then you can, but if you don't know a girl that well, you cannot call out shit that actually she's really worried about. Or that you don't know if she's worried about. Right. Yeah. Until, I mean, if you really, again, if you really hit a point, you're deep into a relationship and you know she wants to be playful about a certain thing, then you can. Yeah. But don't ever, ever try to hurt someone's feel, actual yeah, feelings. Yeah, exactly. Don't. Don't try and sting. No. That's basically it. Because when I did write back to the guy, he's like, yeah, I guess I did want to sting her. Yeah. So I mean, then I'm like, then that's not funny. It's and not that's funny. Why it's she's mean, mad at you. It's mean-spirited and yeah. no and one wants to be enjoyable. with that. Okay. No. Next topic. Okay. Um, I'll, give you, I'll give you the options. So here's one. How to introduce yourself or how to organize a nice dinner or a nice party? How to introduce yourself in what context? In the context that that's all he gave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how to introduce yourself, just in general. Like, how how do you have a good introduction to somebody? Um, okay, say you're at, like, a business function, and it's, like, a mixer or something like that, um, and you have name tags. Mm-hmm. You could joke about, like, um, I'm going to tell you my name because I know you can't see it on my chest. Right. Or, or I know you're not going to look at my boobs, so I'll just tell you my name. So, like, that's, like, a funny way to intro yourself um, without being boring. Do you boring. always advise to be funny? Um if you're not funny and you're going to try way too hard, no, don't be funny. Um, another way, if you want, if you're more of a serious person and whatever, you can just make a, a nice, simple observation, which we've talked about before, which is the OSA or whatever. Um, so if you're at the same function and um, I'm, I'm picturing, I was just in San Diego and I was staying at um, Hotel Del Coronado, which is beautiful, mm-hmm. but there was an event outside of our window on the property and uh, it was some like gas company or like electric company or something very serious but everyone there was wearing lays and they just looked so like you could tell it was just like uptight business people trying to like loosen up and have fun so I can't not picture it being funny because in that scenario and you're wearing you're all wearing a lay um but I think if you want to be a little bit more serious you can just say uh, I'm Jack hey I'm glad to be out of the office right now I'm Jack yeah. Just something super just simple. Has, trying it, ha- too it, hard. For the is, serious one, it's more about how you carry yourself when you make yes, that you wanna, introduction. You want to so smile, it's eye contact, be open. It's a little bit of a smirk. Smirk, yeah. Yeah, it's like not, it's firm, but not too firm. Handshake, it's open body language. Yeah. So, and then not like lingering and staring after you have the introduction. You can look around the room afterwards or like separate yourself from being face to face and body to body to loosen everything up so that it's not focused on the two, on that person you're talking to, but to like the outside world that you guys are engaged in. I never engage in a serious manner. So it's so hard for me to think about how to be. Me either. I, I typically always joke. Like even when I was working, I was doing um, that stuff for, in the finance world and my job was to introduce people and to plan functions where people could meet other people because I was doing the marketing right. for an accounting firm. Um, I, I always engage people with a joke right away. Yeah. That was it's my go-to. It's such a good icebreaker. It's yeah. a good way to get people's guards down. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I was never turned off or offended when somebody would just say, hey. This is who I am. Yeah, yeah. I, as long as they carried themselves really well. Yeah. And I mean, if it's in a different scenario, like the other night I was um, at Corolla's place and there were a couple guys there that I didn't know. At I just was like- place? Hey. At his home? No, no, no. His, his, his studio. Um, but there were a couple guys that I didn't know. I was just like, oh, hey, I'm Kristen. And then they say whatever. And I'm like, what do you do here? You know, it's just like, I guess it's, you know, that's not actually more important funny, the follow up afterwards. It's like, okay, fine, you can say your name, but it's more of like being inquisitive and curious about who those other people are. And then say, oh, I, I do a podcast here, or yeah, the, this is why I'm here. The important part is not expecting them to then carry the conversation after you say your name. Yeah. So it's like, I was like, hey, I'm Kristen. What do you do here? Instead of going, hey, I'm Kristen. And then they say their name. And then I wait for them to go. Yeah. To include you. Yeah. No, don't do that. That's weird. That's, that's what I notice a lot of times with guys who write into me and guys who write into the show, just a lot of people in general, they're typically waiting for other people to take the I action. I hate that. But that's normal. Like even this one guy that I was no, talking to today. It is. It's Maybe it's normal because a lot of people do it, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Yes. It's, it 
it is human nature because a lot of people don't know how to carry on that conversation afterwards, but they also think in their mind that I've made the introduction. Great, I'm done already. So even this guy that I talked to today. That's like you having a baby and then seeing a stranger on the street and just going, hey, here, and then expecting them to take care of it. <laughs> That's true. Or just be like, okay, I popped it's like you I did not, Now I, you can raise yourself. Yeah, I don't, why am I responsible well, exactly. for this now? You, you started it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's your responsibility. This guy that I was talking to today, he's he was three months into a relationship and what happened was she had made a statement to him he didn't really like. He shut down. Yeah. And stop talking to her and mm-hmm. like cut her off basically, and then everything's really tense between the two of yeah. them. If and that I, happens, address it immediately. Yeah, and I was so like, yeah, why weren't you talking? Right. Why weren't you communicating about this instead of just shutting down? Right. It's the same thing for an initial interaction. You, 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 somebody has to be the person to carry it. And if you start the conversation, it's in your court. You it have is, but to. even. Most often, if somebody else starts as well, be that person who helps everybody facilitate yeah, the conversation. Yeah, you want to be supportive. You don't want to yeah. be a dick. Yeah. And it's like, oh, look, the, I've all, I'm such a, like, I'm a people pleaser in the sense of, like, if someone makes an effort, I don't want their effort to be in vain. So, like, mm-hmm. with my Patreon thing, I, because some people donate $2 a month, some people donate $50 yeah, a month. Yeah, and you give those guys blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> and I treat their dicks all the same. <laughs> but I do treat them all the same because I don't want, I think, well, the person who did the $2 a month, they still had to go to their wallet. They still had to sit down at the They're computer. They're still giving to you. They're I still, understand. And so I treat them the same, and I want to support that, the fact that they did something nice. But, so you know, I think I overdo it. But think about that in everyday life. Be supportive of people if they're making an effort and, and just make the world an easier, nicer place. I agree. Okay, let's get to the next one. Okay. How to organize... A nice dinner party or a nice party. You're asking someone who one is antisocial and two doesn't cook. <laughs> you just don't organize a party <sighs> for two people. Uh, organize a party. Organize you don't have to party. answer these. I can answer them too if you're. I can. Yeah, you you answer and I'll add to it. Okay, I, I'm horrible at organizing okay, dinner great. parties. To be honest, it's my husband. This is the most annoying thing about my husband. So if we have a dinner party that's three weeks away or like some sort of party we're having people over. I'm thinking about it from the day we plan it. Well, yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. This is the food I'm going to buy. This is, and I, 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 I don't know how to make things fancy. Not that I don't know how to. I don't want to, and I don't think it's needed. I, I rather the interaction be awesome, mm-hmm. even though some of those things do. See, I'm more it. the atmosphere type. Like I, I want things to be perfect and I know you fancy are. looking. Yeah, I because I, I know that you like how things are placed. For yeah. me, that doesn't really matter. It's more of like who's there and how am I in that moment. If I'm focusing too much right. on the little things, then I won't be able to engage in the conversation. Right. My husband's the opposite. So like I'll start planning all these things. I'll even like do all the shopping for all of it, and then like literally on the day he'll be like, okay, these are the things we need, and I'll be like, what the. Fuck? I've been asking you yeah. for three weeks. Anyway, yeah. but he like plans. I'm a combo wonder- of too. I'll do it on well, the, that's good. the so last you do minute. Do not throw dinner parties. No, I mean I'll, I'm like the bad sides of both of you. I'll do it at the last minute, but then be overanalyzing it forever. But never, but not actually make a plan until the last minute. Well, that's what he does. Yeah, and then he ends up pulling it off really well, and he's really good at it. Um, but so this is his thing that he does because I just get the standard stuff. But he makes a playlist of music, very important for the good dinner party. But he wants it to flow a certain way because he wants like like soft sort of. Jazz Jazz and mood music, and there's like tons of different playlists that you can download that are yeah. like um, conversation play or whatever it is, like yeah, yeah. dinner party playlist. But like he starts it off with um, that type of music at first. That's low level, sort of background noise, and, and ends then ends on heavy metal. Yeah, no. kind of. <laughs> and, then it, and then it escalates to something that's a little bit more fun. Maybe things where people be like, "Oh my god, I love this song." So the energy levels yeah. rise up a little bit. I mean, it's he a has, good flow. He has like a whole flow of how, and he changes it every single time. I'm sure he has the same rhythm that he uses, um, and he tries. See, I do the opposite. I want to invite everybody that I know because I'm like, oh, if I invite this person, I should invite this person. Anyway, yeah. so then, but he's like, I want to invite people who are going to interact well with each yes, other. Yes, I'm the same. And that I don't have to feel like, okay, you don't Stressed know anybody and you don't know, know anybody. Someone. Then for I have to entertain you, he's like, I want everybody to get along, which I think is really smart. Yeah. So you make sure that everybody would have some way to engage with each other. And even if they don't know each other, and this is what he does, which is really good, and I do it too, he introduces each of the people, giving them some thing that they connect on or why they would be interested in each other. I feel like Jordan and I are similar. Yeah. It's so funny because I notice anybody in Jordan's life is me. And anybody in my life is him. Oh, how funny. Yeah. That's very interesting. Even our couple friends, 
the the crisscross yeah. is like that. We're it makes the same. sense. Like Jay Larson is kind of me, and his wife is kind of Jordan. Right. So there's like those similar. That's also why we all get along with each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just interesting that they were friends first, and then we happen to also connect. So right. it, it's cool. Um, but that like for a nice dinner party, like that's that's how you want to do that. You can do whatever menu you want. You can do, you know, I would say to add some ambiance as well. You're better with that stuff. But I I would have a menu that flows together, maybe has like a purpose behind it as well, or like a reason why you were cooking certain things. And the reason could be, I just want to show off that I'm really good at making uh, Or you can, I mean, not to be cheesy, and this wouldn't be taken always cheesy, but to maybe theme it in a way. Like maybe you're just doing tapas, or maybe you're doing like Asian fusion, or not that you're, you know, we can all pull it off, but maybe give it a Give it a thing, and so people kind of know what they're in for. Yeah, um, I don't think putting pressure on guests to bring things is oh, yeah, very that's nice. A good point too. Yeah, so like if they want to bring a bottle of wine, of course they can do that. But don't so say like, the, can you bring a plate? What's the proper response if somebody says, um, "Can I bring anything?" Say we're all set, but you're more than welcome to. Like okay. to you bring know, a bottle of wine. Yeah, the other day my friend had a brunch, and then I invited another friend, and she didn't know anyone, and she. She's, I said, you don't have to worry about bringing anything. They just said, bring bring um, Prosecco for mimosas. And I was like, and I can grab the Prosecco. And she showed up anyway with yeah. really beautiful donuts. Ooh, and so cool. she was like the hit. You of know, course. so I mean, the you know. The whole party's like wiped out and she's like the donut girl. And she's yeah, like, I like had to feel bad for the host because she's like, I did all this shit. Yeah, like, but you and then everyone's donuts. over the donuts. Yeah. Now I'm having a donut party. Yeah. So I mean, I kind of respect because also if there is a certain menu, you yeah. know, you well, always offer yeah, but I will tell you one thing that's always been a success for a party for us. Or here, I'll tell you successful parties for us. We had, this was really fun. Like this is before any of us were semi-successful, but we really liked drinking good wine. Like we would go yeah. to different wineries. Yeah. We we asked our couple friends to um, bring one nice bottle of wine that's a minimum of $50. And like none of us really had money yeah, at yeah. that point. And it can be between $50 and $100 for the bottle of wine. I totally scratch out my $7, $7 <laughs> and fill it on the 5 But then we, so all of us could have like these amazing experiences. It's kind of like what you would spend possibly on a dinner yeah. party. We provide the food. Um, and we had four couples there or five couples there and we decantered each bottle. We'd go through it really slowly and we would all try Wow, what a bunch of assholes. It was really, it was really, it ended up being like super drunk. Super drunk afterwards. (laughs) Um, Other fun parties are game nights. Yeah, like if there's something for icebreaker, if you don't think you can pull everyone together who has stuff in common, having an icebreakery thing is a good idea. Um, If you want to be, if you did something like that wine thing, I think either... Doing this intentionally would be obviously the much better route, but to me, it would be funny if you were doing like this wine tasting night and it was like $50 a bottle or more, except one person brings a shitty bottle. Oh, you have to guess which one it is. And you have to guess which one it is. That's actually really fun. Yeah, maybe That's not looking at the label, idea. but laying them all out and seeing who really kind of knows their shit. You wouldn't be able or... to know by the label, to be honest. Yeah, no, I know. Sometimes I notice that. I'm like, yeah. this looks like some really of these expensive. Some bottles have like was... really crappy bo- labels on them. Yeah. So yeah, you never know. I know that's like a, a little bit of a pretentious example, but um, but we didn't have money. So it was we just yeah. wanted really good wine. It was really, really fun. Um, yeah, but like... Uh, game nights are awesome. Well, uh, on that just dinner parties, just food and great conversation. Yeah, on that Skype call that I had yesterday, um, excuse me, he had this personality test thing that he wanted to do with me on Skype, and it was fun. And Myers so, like, you did something like that. No, it was like he just asked me um, certain questions. He was like, "Okay, right now there's a desert, or you, there's a sand, there's sand with a with a blue sky, and just start with that in your mind. Now there's a cube there. Where's the cube in your mind? And I was like, oh. it's in the center. And so, like, this is from the game. Is it? I think it's the cube trick. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Well, he was just. It was like kind of like an icebreakery thing or something. No, they're great things. Skype. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm knocking the book, the game. Yeah. It, it, is it really from the game? Well, that's disappointing. I think so. Gregoire, how dare you use the game on me? I know. But no, but you were engaged. Like it also shows him that those things were, listen, those things were written down for a reason, that yeah. they work, they're engaging. And if you have no idea how to spark attention from somebody, how to be comfortable in an awkward situation, like these things are useful. Like, yeah. th- these are ways to do it. Yeah. So there's an episode of Friends where Monica, they're having a party or dinner party and Monica Monica has all these games planned and everyone's like, oh, yeah. to play all these games. So you don't want to take it too far and no, like a yeah, cheese you, bow with it. And you but. have to, let's think, you have to flow with how the night goes. You can have a whole agenda, 
but you're going to ruin the fun and flow of the you're party. You're like, but we have to do this. This yeah. is supposed to happen at 745. Yeah. Like you have to be easygoing for your party and kind of like, um, what do I always say? Like for, for guys, don't dominate the conversation, lead it. Yeah. But so same thing with a party. You don't want to like dominate that party and be super aggressive, yeah. but you can partake in what's happening and let it be known that you're helping with the flow yeah. of and the I, party. I would say for invites, depending on the formality of it, if you want people to really stay true to the invitation and actually show up, I think sending an invite isn't a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It kind of holds people to it because it says, here's who's attending and yeah. so-and-so is bringing whoever. Um, and then if it's less casual, just send texts. But I think um, if you want to make it very adulty. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to go into overanalyze this and analyze I think that's what we've been doing this whole time. I know, right? (laughs) But still, we're going to do it even more. So stay tuned. I feel bad for guys named Ed. You want to know why? Because Ed is the acronym for erectile dysfunction. And did you know, which is pretty crazy, but 25% of all new Ed cases are under 40 Dudes, obviously dudes, under 40. That's pretty crazy. And guess who listens to the show? Lots and lots of dudes under 40. So you've heard me talk about this brand before. They're called Hims. They're an amazing wellness brand for men. There's so many wellness brands and they always seem like kind of girly or inaccessible for dudes. This one's for you and they want to get you super great medication on the cheap and on the easy for all sorts of things like hair loss, erectile dysfunction, and they have such an amazing deal and they're so easy to work with. So you just go to forhims.com slash wants ED. I know you don't want ED, but that's the link. Forhims.com slash wants ED. You try it for a month for just $5. That's one month for only $5. It's a pretty incredible deal. But make sure you do it fast because it's only while supplies last. See the website for full details, but this would cost you hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. I think you guys know that. So if you want to get this awesome deal to help your life be so much easier because there's enough stress out there as it is, you want to be able to have fun in the bedroom and let loose and get some stress out, not get stressed. So again, forhims.com slash wants ED. <laughs> That's forhims.com. You won't forget it. I know that. Forhims.com slash wants ED. Hey guys, been listening to your podcast. Oh, I'm just like breaking into a question. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we're back that's to. Fine. No, I know, but I didn't say like oh, we're back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're back. We are back. Yeah, I guess you knew that by we're now. Front. Um, <laughs> see how funny she is. Yeah. Like uh, hey guys, been listening to your podcast for a while. Really enjoy listening to all the different guests you have on as they provide a variety of different perspectives. Oh, I was just disagreeing with you at the top of the show. I was saying I don't like having the guests. I mean, guests are fine, but. He was like, I like your guests. And I'm like, I hate guests. I know. You were saying that. Yeah. Fine. See, different perspective. He, he comes to listen to the different perspectives. I don't think this type of question has been asked, so I wanted to reach out to get a woman's perspective. Everything's been asked. <laughs> I'm a 20, although I have been shocked recently by some really? people. I forget. This one guy said, I'm sure you've never heard this one before. And I'm like, I'm sure I have. And then I hadn't. I forget what it was, though. Anyway, it'll come to me in a second. I'm a 28-year-old male living and working in New York City. A couple of years ago, I felt like I needed more purpose in my life and wanted to be part of something greater than myself. So I joined the Army I National Guard. I joined a cult. Guard. I joined a cult, which is only part to part time to my full time job, digital advertising. Completely unrelated, totally unrelated. Yeah. But, uh, whatever your name is, you can help me with my digital advertising. Um, I've always been healthy, active, and athletic my whole life, so I really wanted to challenge myself. However, during the nine months of military training I was in, I developed really bad pain in both of my feet. Plantar. Fasciitis with some sort of uh, sciatica nerve pain. It's been two years since I've been out of training, and I've seen numerous doctors, tried acupuncture, done two surgeries, tried keeping off my feet for weeks, currently done physical therapy, but it's only getting slightly better. This is something that's really hindered my social and dating life and sometimes even work as I'm always in some kind of pain except when sleeping. That is Mm. horrible. Um, I've been going on a lot of dates since I moved to New York City over a year ago. However, I'm not getting anywhere with the women I'm interested in and I feel like it's largely due to this chronic issue I've been dealing with. Nobody is flat out rejecting me because of it. I don't even bring it up. But but it's hard for me to stay engaged, flirty, and present with the women I'm with, especially if we've been standing at a bar for a while or walking around. So I don't feel like I'm connecting with anyone because of my uh, because half of my mind is on the pain. It's That's really sad. horrible. Yeah. Um, I think I'm a decent guy with a. This is something I've never heard. Um, a decent guy with 
with a lot of things going on in my life, social circle, et cetera. Due to the social nature of my job, I meet a lot of women through the advertising industry that are very vibrant, witty, active, and outgoing, which I've always been super attracted to. Um, and I would love to ask some of them out, but most of the time I stop myself because I assume they're not going to be interested in someone that's always in pain. I know most want a guy who is in control of everything in his life, both physically and mentally. I've been very active and persistent in trying to get this resolved completely, but it's been an uphill battle. So my question is, when and how do I bring up the fact that I'm limited in what I can do physically, standing, walking, running to a woman? I'm really interested uh, in doing this without turning her off. I really enjoy going out and meeting different women on dates or through work that could potentially lead to something more. But maybe dating is something I shouldn't even focus on right now if I can't even give my full attention to someone because of this. Not sure if this is something you guys have ever dealt with before, but would love to get your perspective and insight on how you'd respond to a guy after a date or two that says he's dealing with a chronic pain issue. Uh, thanks for all you, you do and looking forward to hearing back. Mike. Okay, one thing first, because I was hanging out with Kelsey Ale yesterday, mm-hmm. who's been on our show before. Mm-hmm. Not that this is like going to be a solution for him, but I definitely suggest that he go check out Kelsey Kelsey Ale's uh, website. Oh yeah, because she can solve some of these problems. With yeah, like- a lot of it's with food, and a yeah. lot of it's with like your gut, and a lot of it can be with um, parasites that are going on with your body. And I'm sh- I'm sure yeah. Mike, you've done all that research, but if you have not. Like I, I will yeah. tell you, it makes a huge difference. Your diet plays a huge part to a lot of pain. Um, but separate from so Kelsey Ale's website, I think it's just KelseyAle.com, or you can, you know, Google her and then um contact her. And if you say you found out about it on Aswim, and I'm sure she'll give you a, a nice discount on yeah. doing stuff. Um, but separate from that, so how 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 can Mike deal with this? Like when does he tell somebody this? Uh well. I hate, I feel like whatever I'm going to say to this is not going to be like, it's going to be easier said than done kind of thing. Um, My boyfriend has cancer. So that is very limiting in certain ways, obviously, as you can imagine. One of them is he, the medication he takes, he burns easily. He can't really go in the sun. So we were in San Diego. We were staying on the beach and, you know, we had to, I had to take into account that that's something that I can't like push. Like I need to be going laying by the water right now and you need to be with me. And it's because I love him so much. So the reason that it's not going to be easy is what I'm saying is because yeah, I think you need to find someone who loves you. If you're not able to solve it with things like Kelsey Allen, whatever, you have to find someone who loves you enough to understand your limitations mm-hmm. and to work with them and to uh, accommodate them and go have these on them. Like, But your you boyfriend know. didn't tell you this right away. No, I... You know, I knew this from the beginning. You did know this from the beginning. That's that he had had cancer. N- well, I knew about three weeks into talking to him. Well, three weeks into talking. Yeah, to but him. we were talking as friends. It was more. I knew he had. He had said something, but we were just conversing as friends. He's had cancer many times, and he said, "If I tell you I'm working on my fifth cancer, would that give me any street cred?" And I thought he was kidding, but he did tell. So he did tell me like that was like the first day we ever talked. But I didn't really register it. I thought he was like fucking with me. So I was like, "There's no way he can have five cancers." Um, but or, you were sold on him already. So like, no, I'm, we were friends. We right. were. There was no chance. There was no. It was not dating at that point at all. It was like a supportive relationship in terms of like going through hard things. Um, so I've gone into the relationship knowing full well of his health issues. So I think if you connect with a girl or with someone on an emotional level, it might not be a dating situation, but it might be this kindred spirit connection that could eventually turn into something. And I think if you have someone like that in your life, for it sure. might blossom. For sure. I, I mean, that's but why that's, it's like... That's for everything. Like let, like anything that you have going on in your life, whether it's your personality or your likes or your values, whatever it is, you have to find somebody that's okay. Yeah, sometimes people's personalities are cancer. Right. And exactly. people just go with it. They're like, whatever, exactly. I'm accepting it. So I would say for this guy, and you tell me what you think of this, um, if, if you're on the first date and you're hurting because you're walking around so much, I don't see it being a problem with you saying, like, let's go sit down. Like, I have I have this thing. Yeah, walking sucks really anyway. Like, walk, yeah, like my back really hurts. Um, I'm having this thing. I would you don't have to go into great detail that it's chronic pain and like it could get worse later on in my life. Like, just say, like, I've been having back issues lately and it's really good for me to sit down. I would just plan things that don't involve the things that will hurt you from yeah. the get-go but and then you can build like a connection. But in pain until he's sleeping. Yeah, I know. So it's like hard. everything's going to hurt eventually if he's sitting for too long if he's standing for too long. But you can even, you can play around with that. And you can say, listen, I have this like thing going on right now. My body's in a lot of pain, figuring it out. Dating um, is really painful. I mean, 
mean, yeah. literally. Yeah. You can, no, but you can make yeah. light of it in some way. And as I, I've talked about this before, and you talked things. about it too, it's about owning yeah. what's going on with you and saying it with a smile and saying, like, I got it taken care of. Like, yeah. or I'm figuring it out, but I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's when you start to cover it up. Like, I'm guessing yeah, that then Mike is going on the these person. dates and he's not mentioning it. And then he's like, ah, oh, my back is really hurting. And then he's disconnecting from and the And they don't know why he's disconnecting. Yeah, and, and then they they're like, what the and, fuck is going on? Yeah. I thought it was interesting two seconds ago. You were totally engaged and now right. you're pulling back. But if you say, oh, I'm sorry, my back is freaking killing me. Can we just go for a walk? <laughs> like, that, uh, that might hurt my back more. Right, but. yeah. But, you know, but whatever it is, yeah. like, I need to switch my position. I have this thing going on my back. And as you get to know her more on further dates... You can tell her more. I just, I just don't want the focus of the date to be on this for you or for her yeah. or for both of you. So it's something that's lightly mentioned and then you can adjust the date to however suits your pain. And then as you get to know her more, you say, well, actually, you know, I've been dealing with this for quite some time. I did this. I joined yeah. the military and this is what happened two years in. And you'd reveal more, which well, brings you closer together. In stand-up, if you're in a room doing comedy it, they all, and something is going on, and you don't call it out, it makes the audience really uncomfortable. So it's calling yeah. out the elephant in the room and it puts everyone at ease. So if something is existing and she's aware of it, but you're not calling it out, it's going to make her very uncomfortable and very unsettled and she's never going to get on board. That's true, because we think we're ninjas. And so if we're sending something, we're going to go to we, the negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So calling it out, owning it, maybe trying to pl- play around with it, but definitely calling it out so that she can sit easier knowing that it's not her that's yeah. making you. Yeah. I and totally then if, if she's accepting of it, maybe affecting further life, you know, if you dated and it affected a lifestyle, you know, she'll, you don't have to worry about that first. Don't worry about down the road. Is she going to love me forever because I have this pain? I think you first focus on calling it out, making it comfortable for her so you can build a connection. I completely, I totally agree with that. I yeah. completely agree with that. And I like how you compared it to comedy because it's true. Like if there is a comedian on stage and something's being said, like a heckler or distraction and they don't call attention to it, you then I'm just fix, you, I'm fixating yeah, on it. I'm like, yeah. oh, so uncomfortable for the comedian. Yeah. But when they say something, it diffuses it. And then if they say it with like a witty spin, it's like, oh, he's fine right. with it. If he's a not waitress, affected. If a waitress drops a glass and you don't call it out, you're going to lose the audience no matter who you are. So it's the same thing. Yeah. So I'm going to show you that um, I'm going to show you I have balls right now because I'm going to ask Mike. So my husband is trying to do networking with advertising agencies. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, like anybody oh, Mike, I know oh, Mike is an who's in advertising, right. I'll say, I want you. Yeah, you, you, do, you do that My husband's stuff. like doing really well and stuff. He's not yeah. like a, a- Yeah, he's not a, desperate. Like, like a, No, no, a poor schlub who's like beginning right. out. Like he's like a kick-ass in what he does. Yeah. Um, what is he talking to ad agencies for? Well, because he was doing some work with like Nike and- uh, Wine and Kenny, like a big advertising yeah. agency, and he wants to do more work with advertising agencies. So he's trying to network with those people, but he's like, I don't know how to, to network with to them. To produce things to do, for them? To produce more stuff for them. Okay. Anyway, Mike, email me, Marnie <laughs> at wingirlmethod.com. I want to introduce you to my husband, so hopefully you can introduce him to your advertising agency. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully next it's a good question. Uh, hey, I have a question for you about women. <laughs> Why do women wear makeup and nail polish and want to dye their hair <laughs> possibly multiple times? Also, if this gets answered, where do I find this answer? Where, what? If, I, if this gets... The show? I know. You just have to email him and say, like, um, the show. Yeah. Well, if you're listening, it's get, getting answered here right it's now. It's funny, too, because he's like, uh, I have a question about women. I oh, know. I thought you were going to have a question about lawn mowing. Right. Oh, about women? Weird. Yes, weird. Wrong Very podcast. Strange. I don't even know what your name is, sir. Anyway, so why, why do we do it? Uh, because we're- it makes us be- feel good. It makes us feel good and confident, and we're, you know, I don't know, our ancestors had to be like, you know, you wanted to be the- one to get chosen to mate with, and that meant you had to be attract. You know, they want yeah. to find you attractive. Yeah, and as you get older, your face starts to look different, and like things don't. I don't know. You want to look it's, good. It's like I think men can't understand it the way some women can't understand men needing to play video games. It's like yeah. we're just programmed in a way that women we want to feel feminine. Well, and we're seeing other people doing that as well. Yeah, and it's a cultural thing. I think yeah. especially right now, women are becoming obsessed with makeup, with the whole contouring Kardashian look, Mm -hmm. that it's unhealthy. And I think there are women that are taking it too far, and I think it's fucking up. Don't glam shame. I just heard about that. Oh, that's so funny. There's glam shaming. Mm -hmm. I'm not... I, I, I love doing makeup. I love... I do. But I think there's like... Where it just is taken too far, where it's an unachievable standard that people are putting out there of like, Way too much, ma- like, but it's also another way to express yourself. It is. It's a form. It's like a form of expression, just like your, you know, tattoo or your clothing or your. Do we dog. Do, it for, do we do it for men? 
Definitely. Definitely. Not solely for men. No, no. We would definitely do it for ourselves. But I know that when I was single, all of a sudden I was looking back at all the pictures I had posted and I was like, oh my God, I don't look attractive for other men, for men. Like I don't look sexually interesting. What do you mean? Well, so So when you were single, the pictures you were putting out weren't. No, when I was in a relationship, I looked back at my Instagram account and it was like, I looked to me like I was in a relationship. And then once I got single and was like going on dating apps, I was like, okay, people are going to maybe go to my Instagram account and I don't want them to, I don't want these guys to find me unattractive. I want them to find me attractive. Right. You want to have good examples of yourself. Yeah. So then I started, you know, focusing more on only posting pictures that were very flattering or that I looked more done up or, you know, that my body looked better. And it was for the purpose of dating, but also my self-esteem, but mostly for dating. And now that I, now that I have a boyfriend, I like don't care as much now, you know. Do you care to get dressed up for him? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Like when I, we were going, you know, to San Diego last week and I picked out like, I went to the mall and got like two new outfits or something, you know, because I wanted to look cute. Yeah. But it was for him. I wouldn't have gone unless we were going to be meeting because we don't live in the same city. So it's like when I see him, I want to look nice. For me, I I, I still want to look good. I am a mom and I have a husband, but I wouldn't say that I want to look good for my husband. I definitely want him to notice, but I, yeah. I'd want to look good for others because I feel like in my day-to-day life, I don't look so great. So going out, it makes me feel better. Like oh, even totally. As I work from home, I noticed when I was on a streak of you know, getting dressed in the morning and doing myself up, it puts me into a better space. It totally does. Yeah. And it's like when we do this podcast, I always come over very schlubby and gross but when we used to go to a studio, I know you would get dressed up. Yeah, it was more of a thing. Yeah, I felt like it was not more special, but in a way, yes, it was special. We were going to work, right? And so, I don't think that I do the show differently now that I'm like wearing sweatpants and a hat. But I do think but you feel different doing it. That I feel different coming into it. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I agree with that. It just feels like you're part of the when you're you put together. You're part of the world. Things are going right. There's momentum in your life, and then when there's not, it just emotionally changes you a little bit. So No, I agree with yeah. you. All right, that's all that we have time for. Guys, if you want to send in questions to us to overanalyze on our show with our guests or sometimes just the two of us, send them just into the ask. the two of us. I like that. Keep singing. We can make it, it if we try. Um, ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Com and new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday. Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Maybe not every, but most Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific. And don't be a loser and uh, D- download individual. individual I, this like goes oh, over in my Say head because you've been saying it for years. And download individual episodes. Um, make sure to subscribe so they go right into your funnel and you don't have to download episodes individually. Yeah. Um, but we also never say things like rate us. Continue. We should. Yeah. Like go on iTunes and give us five stars. We have an ad us. in there in our show, I think, that now says, okay, go on and give oh, us Oh, really? Stars. Yeah. Oh, fancy. It was there before and then we were doing ads for other sponsors, so we took it out. But okay, then, so it's no, still, Okay, good. Oh, good. Yeah, still okay. go and give us, like, let people know that we're good if you think we're good, if you like our show so that other people can listen to us and find us. Um, and yeah, we're back on Audio Boom. So let me know if any downloading issues exist or if there's any problems with the player, let me know as soon as possible. Or if you're not hearing it on a player you were using before, let me know as well. So do people actually listen to it on Audio Boom and not just iTunes or SoundCloud or something? Well, like, they do. I didn't know Wherever they've subscribed space. to it, they can listen to it. But for my, my people who get it from my newsletter, I point them towards a page that has the Audio Boom player on oh, it or, okay. whatever, or Wondery Play, whatever it was. Yeah. And then they, they download okay. that individual episode. Um, and there's no subscribe option. But... Anyway. Oh, there's um, not an audio boom. So we'll subscribe on iTunes is where you. Yes, exactly. Anyway, you guys are amazing. We will see you next week. Bye.